Welcome to The Good Download, a podcast created by The Good Agency that celebrates positivity in marketing and communications and shines a light on brands and charities doing great things. For the next few episodes, we will be diverging away from our usual structure and speaking to influential brands making waves in the purpose space. But first, we want to introduce you to the results of our very latest industry research conducted in partnership with YouGov which explores what people really think of purpose. And by people, we mean everyone from consumers to investors to employees. I'm joined by Pete Grant, whose voice you might recognize from other episodes, to chat in more detail about the report and what brands can learn from our deep dive audience insights. So Pete, welcome to this installment of The Good Download. How are you? Okay, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. So we've been talking about purpose a lot, haven't we? So we've run some events, we've spoken to lots of clients. Um, Tell us, what is it that's different about this piece of research? And how does it differ from all of the other ones out there? Well, aside from being a real labour of love for the agency for the last few months, we think that this is the most extensive in-depth research into what the British public thinks about brands having a positive impact on the world. We've been working with business for a couple of decades now to have more positive impact. And most of the research over that time has been trying to convince the C-suite and chief executives that investing in purpose is worth it. But now marketing teams are being given the brief to be more purposeful the chief execs, the C-suites, they understand the value of purpose. But brands don't know where to start. They don't know what issues they should be focusing on. And they're not sure what's going to resonate with their audience. So it's really important for us to do an audience first piece of research and to understand not just what's happening in marketing teams, but what people really think. I think it's worth talking about the title. So Pete, tell us, why did we call this Purpose Personified? We have a partnership with YouGov, who are the UK's kind of most extensive and trusted uh, research organisation. They have a database of over 260,000 data points that cover everything from which party people vote to, to their favourite biscuits. And it meant that we could create really rich audience pen portraits. One of the things we found in the research was that, like anything, there's an adoption curve when it comes to purpose. There are people who are really highly engaged, people who are complete rejectors and somewhere in the middle. We've created five personas that bring to life how people interact with brands doing good. And within those personas, we can take a deep dive into who each group is, but more importantly, what they believe in, what they value, as well as kind of how they behave and what media they use. So that was um, that was why we call it Purpose Personified, um, because we're really bringing each group to life. Right. So you talk about there being five groups. Can you just give us a very quick whistle-stop tour of each of those different groups? The most engaged group are the pioneers. They tend to be younger, affluent, left-leaning, living in the city, They're putting a lot of effort into engaging with purposeful brands. We also did some kind of qualitative interviews and one of them spoke about sharing Google Docs with their friends at uni about which brands were doing the most good. And then we have the patrons, a slightly bigger group. They're more affluent, 30 to 50 year olds, again, slightly left-leaning and 
they have more money to spend and they're looking to spend it with brands that are having a positive impact. They really care about provenance and quality. They care about where their food comes from. They care about who made their clothes. So those are the patrons. And then we have the mass market who we call the followers. Now this is the biggest group and the one that's growing the quickest, which we think is the most exciting because it means that purpose is something that's being talked about in kind of kitchen tables of ordinary working families across the country. Most importantly, they want to know that not only are they having an impact in the world, but that it's also a savvy choice. They're also saving money at the same time or growing personally at the same time. They don't want to be the first once among their friends to try anything. So they're really reliant on the opinions of others and the opinions of experts. And then we have the frugals. The frugals are a group who are not averse to brands doing good, but really they have other concerns on their plate. They're concerned about money because they're in a sort of a lower income group. They tend to be older. They tend to be right leaning. And this group is, is sort of having purpose done to them. They don't mind brands having a positive impact, especially if it makes their life easier, but they don't want anything to disrupt their routine or to make, you know, to cause them an inconvenience. And then finally, they're the rejectors. And this group, they simply don't think that brands really should be doing anything like this. It's a smaller group and hopefully we think getting smaller over time. So we really focused on the first two groups from pioneers to patrons, to frugals and followers to bring them to life. And we've sort of tapped into different ways that you can mobilize those groups because every brand will have a combination of all of them actually on their customer base. So which profile do you think is most valuable to brands? And does this differ by where these brands are situated on the purpose journey? Oh, really interesting question. Obviously, every brand is unique. Every brand will actually be speaking to all of these groups. But the most interesting one for us is the followers or the mass market. They're the biggest group. They're also the fastest growing. And what we think is really exciting is this idea that purpose is becoming mainstream so the brands they pulled out were actually kind of high street brands, people like H&M, Ikea, Lush. And so we think we think this is the most exciting group because a purpose has become mass market. So, Pete, as part of this research, we also uncovered the top 100 ranked purpose brands, according to the British public. Were you surprised by the results and were there any anomalies? Which one stood out the most for you? Yeah, it was so interesting. One of the sectors actually that stood out the most was supermarkets and retail. We think that they've played a really interesting role in people's lives during the pandemic. They're one of the only shops people could go to and they saw them taking loads of measures like making stores accessible for everyone. So we think that playing a visible role in people's lives made a really big impact. We were also surprised at how well some of the smaller brands did. So smaller startup challenger brands, people like Who Gives a Crap or Ecova, really stood out as being purposeful against some of the bigger conglomerates like Fairy Liquid or Purcell. And we think this is because they're kind of newer and they were born with purpose at their heart. One of the other things we noticed is that brands that had been committed to purpose for a really long time stood out. So people like The Body Shop, who've been known for having a purpose since they were founded by Anita Roddick. So we think there's something to be said about a heritage of purpose and really communicating and committing to that for a long period. All right, so Pete, how important is it for marketeers to get their messaging right around purpose? 
Well, one of the really interesting things that came out was that two in three people think purposeful communications are all starting to look the same, which is kind of inevitable with the amount of brands that are now focusing on doing good. There's lots of sunbeams and smiley faces. What we're really encouraging clients to do is not forget the fundamental rules of communication that you need to be creative in order to cut through. We think that sometimes when brands want to talk about a serious issue, they end up losing a bit of their personality, but we're encouraging brands to hang on to their unique brand personality and communicate their positive initiatives in a way that's really unique to them. Otherwise we'll just end up with a sea of sameness. One of the things that was really surprising was people's level of skepticism actually about brands making a positive impact. And maybe it shouldn't be surprising because skepticism is really healthy because there's plenty of examples of purpose washing or greenwashing. Something that we found surprising was that really engaged pioneers were just as skeptical as the rejectors, which really brings to life the importance of doing more than you say, make sure that you can really back up your claims with strong evidence. When we're working with companies, we're really encouraging them to go out and make a positive impact, evaluate it, record it, evidence it before going and talking about it. Yeah, I think what's really fascinating is this idea of the journey because brands are on a different stage of the journey. And we talk about brands that are born again with purpose, born with purpose, or now with added. Do you want to just talk a little bit about that, Pete? What does that mean? Yeah, it also comes up when we, we start working with new brands. I think that we're never looking for a brand to be perfect. And I think that's true of the general public too, but it is about your commitment, how you're going to change rather than necessarily being perfect as you are right now. So coming out of the research, there are five key recommendations that we make. The first one is to commit big. People almost universally believe that genuine purpose must be long-term and ambitious, and it mustn't just be a flash in the pan. The second is do more than you say. So almost everyone is deeply skeptical when brands say they're doing good. So actions really speak louder than words. The third one is consider price premium. So most people assume a purposeful brand will cost more, but some are willing to pay the premium than others. Number four, make it seamless. So brands need to make doing good more accessible to reach beyond the purpose champions into the busy and price sensitive public. And finally, really make sure that your communication is cutting through. And that's really the thrust of this research. We wanted to go deep into how audiences are feeling, what they're thinking, what's keeping them awake at night in order to really help clients to create more resonant messaging to really cut through. So what next, Pete, now that we've done this research, how can we keep building on it and sharing learning with clients? Well, we'd love it to be a longitudinal piece. So in the future, we'd love to do it again and see how the dial has shifted. Another thing that we've been doing is kind of overlaying the research on brand segmentation or asking more bespoke questions about what it means for them, their issue and their product. And then finally, we have a kind of a purpose accelerator process at Good. So we know that brands have to commit to purpose quickly, but they also have to do it properly. And so we're working with a lot of brands in a sort of a sprint fashion to get positive initiatives off the ground.
So that's really it. That's the thrust of this research. We've created five personas which will help you to better understand the consumer and also how to reach them, helping you to take out learnings that you can actually apply to your own marketing and communications. So our audience is probably thinking, how do I get my hands on this report? So you can get your hands on this report by going to goodagency.co.uk and there is a link which will allow you to download the report. So we've come to the end of the podcast. So do join us next time where we will be in conversation with a surprise guest. Do let us know what you think by tweeting us at Good Agency London. See you next time.